Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's always a joy to come your way and bring you these programs, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., 9 a.m. on Wednesdays, and the bonus Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m., and we're very grateful for that opportunity to bring a different program every time. So in one week, you're going to hear nine different programs oh, and wow. uh, nine different guests, nine different opportunities to find new choices. And uh, we certainly hope that you'll tune in looking for those new ways of living. And we hope that you will uh, listen to these programs at those times, streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We are podcasting these programs. They're available on demand at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. I hope you will subscribe and click notifications so that when I post a new uh, conversation, you'll know about it and be able to uh, uh, tune in and listen to the conversation and and glean something new. I know that every time I do one of these programs, I glean something new. We also ask that if you can support the work that we are doing financially, we would be ever so grateful. Uh, we have a PayPal account. It's there for your security as well as ours. And I want to thank those who have helped and those who will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is most appreciated. Appreciated. Uh, and uh, put in Richard at RichardDugan.com as the email address they will ask you for. Uh, and we also ask that you participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s, where we ask you to go within and listen to that still small voice. Uh, right now, we want to listen to that big voice, if you will, uh, that's coming from the outside. Uh, and it is from our very special guest. She joins us again. She's been with us a number of times, and we're so grateful that she has been with us. Um, Jude Bijou, Attitude Reconstruction, Reconstruction.com, okay? Today, first of all, I should thank you so much for being with us here again here on the program. It's great to have you back. I'm, it is my pleasure. How are you doing these days? It's been a while since we've chatted. Just fine. I uh, uh, made it through the rains. We've had so many rains here in Southern California, especially Santa Barbara. Um, not as bad as L.A., but uh, significant. Like I got nine inches at my house over the last week. So that's significant. And I'm my roof made it all right, and I'm happy. <laughs> well, we have an eight-inch rain gauge, and we've had to dump that thing out a couple of times uh, over the last few days. And um, so I know we've been getting a whole lot up where we live uh, at the summit of uh, Highway 154. They call it San Marcos Pass. Um, and even with those rains, um, we still have to stay focused on uh, the things that we're doing. And thankfully... The internet has been up. We're glad for that. Uh, we haven't had any problems as far as the the broadcast transmissions since we've moved our studios to the west uh, since the sale of the uh, station that this program is on. But today we're going to talk about something that I think is extremely important, and I'm glad you brought this up uh, for, for discussion today. Uh, and we're going to talk about purpose and goals. Now, you have defined our subject matter as purpose and goals, which leads me to believe that there's a difference between purpose and goals. And yet there would be those who would say, those sound awfully similar, you know, uh, but they're not. Let's talk about uh, the, the, let's talk about compare and contrast purpose and goals for us. Okie dokie, be glad to. So purpose is really an attitude. What do I want? when I'm on my deathbed? What do I want that guided me? And so that I feel like I left a, left a fulfilling life behind me. So, um, we're, so that's an inner thing. That's a, a reason for being. Where the goal is, how am I going to achieve my purpose? So the goals have to do with material um, conquests, uh, achievements, attitude, uh, not attitudes, um, uh, material accomplishments, where purpose is what's behind all of those things. And I'm just, uh, I was just reflecting this morning and realized when I realized that I didn't have a purpose. And that was, I was in 
in high school and I spent my high school days running around trying to get into the honor society of the girl, you know, the top 30 girls or whatever. And I finally got it and I felt empty. And so, and I really got there that it wasn't going to be outward things that were going to bring me, what I say, joy, love, and peace. I needed to go deeper. And so for me, that started me on a, a spiritual quest and got into meditation and so on, because I knew there was just something, like, there had to be more than chasing after accomplishments and financial and career and all those kind of things. Well, that's kind of what we're taught, though, is uh, is that we're supposed to, uh, you know, I mean, well, the, the typical question as we move through the grades is, what do you want to be when you grow up? So you're supposed to decide. And that decision is supposed to be, quote unquote, permanent. <laughs> now, I've asked the question at the end of these programs, what's your life purpose? And um, I've had responses, A, Silence. The person just, it isn't a question. They don't have a purpose. It's that it's not something they define. Another is, well, the last time you had me on, I said this. Well, this time I'm going to say that. So it's changing. Other people, uh, I've had them on a no number of times and they give us sometimes the same answer. And obviously it's different for everyone. How do you assist people, support people? I say facilitate folks in working on trying to find their purpose because uh, that seems to be a real focal point here in the 2020s if you will in the 21st century where it's not that you're in the outs if you don't have a purpose if you don't know what your purpose is but it seems like that is sort of rising to the surface for a lot of people uh, what is my life's purpose why am i here and that and, and that's exactly how to discover what your purpose is, is by doing a little inquiry. And I say every day, if you don't have a purpose, ask yourself questions like, why am I here? Where am I going? What's my purpose? What, as I said, what do I really want to say that I did when I'm on my, having taken my last breath? What's truly important? Those kind of questions, ask every day, Put it, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. Mm. And what will happen is something will emerge of, oh, yeah, maybe that's my purpose. And then as you start to voice it and contemplate it, it if it gets stronger and sweeter, you're on the right track. But for everybody, their purpose is going to be different. But you mm -hmm. have to do some self-inquiry to find out. And you have to, like, stick with it because, like what you say, we're so um, oriented toward material um, pursuits that we don't do get to the core underneath it, the attitude, why am I here? What do I want for that? What's my underlying reason for being? What's the attitude I wanna carry through my life? And Again, being that it, it everybody is different, everybody has a different purpose. We're all here for a different reason. Uh, I've often thought of it this way, uh, Jude, that um, one of the things that I have found in my life, and I think I'm one of the fortunate ones, that I was actually able to um find or almost fall into my life's purpose at a very early age um my father and this was actually after i'd been in this business for a number of years made the comment to me said um find something you love to do because you're going to be doing it for a long time <laughs> And there was some truth to that. Sure. I mean, he worked at the same job for, I'm guessing maybe, maybe 30 years before they decided to move the plant uh, out of state. He chose not to move the family out of state and um, went to uh, go to work elsewhere. He got his computer programming degree and so forth. Now, that's not to say that he didn't find 
he didn't find, uh, you know, his life's purpose per se. He, his life's purpose, if I remember from uh, my interviewing, he and my mother uh, a few years ago, that his life's purpose was to have a big family. That's what he and my mother chose to do. It's what they wanted to do. And so if that meant that, you know, he was going to work a nine to fiver for however many years, his still his focus was on that aspect of uh, what's uh, raising the family. That was it right there. How do you help people to find that element in their lives, that that life's purpose? As I said, to just have them ask themselves that question, you know, get get quiet, go for a walk in nature, whatever will bring you uh, into a non-agitated state and mm. ask yourself, what, what, why am I here? What is my purpose? What do I want my purpose to be? Because as you said, we each get to pick our own purpose. And because I would ask your father, the question I would ask your father is, why did he want to have a large family? Is it so he could raise children who were happy? Was it so that he was proud when he walked down Main Street? I don't, I don't know. But that's the question of why. What is the reason? Because the goal is I want to have a large family. Mm. But the purpose is why. What's the reason underneath that? You know, it is, it is uh, an extraordinary experience for me to continue to do what I do at the age of 63, having, uh, and it may have happened a little earlier than this, but maybe on an official level, so to speak, entering this industry at the age of 19. You know, that's 44, 45 years. Um, and what's interesting is that I've got a couple of other milestones like that that are longer, like the knowing of my best friend who has recently passed away. I knew him for 53 years. Of course, I knew my, I've known my parents for, you know, 62, 63 years. Uh, and my older siblings, you know, my older sisters. Um, I don't know why that's important to me in terms of those numbers, those milestones. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I just, uh, it, it fascinates me. It's kind of like when um, my uh, SoundCloud uh, listener uh, base, if you will, or, or listens, as they, they call it, uh, hit 100,000 after... Uh, let's see, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, after five, six years, over 100,000. It's already 101,000. I might even be 102, which is great. And yeah, I like the number. That's not my, I'm not trying to achieve anything. I'm just glad that people are listening. They're taking it in. It's kind of one of those things, Jude, where uh, once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Now you got to deal with it. <laughs> now, I used to say that a little more uh, energetically, but now I say it more facetiously with a, the tongue in my cheek, you know, as they say. Um, but it's it's really important to consider what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're exposing yourself to. When one is trying to find their life's purpose and finding that sweet spot and so forth, um, that's something, is it not, that we want to say, focus on, and that is, our, as I say in my book, Choices, our personal input through our five senses. Uh, we've made a choice, so to speak. We've, found, we've, we've, we've kind of defined it through maybe going within. I'd like to talk about that as well. Is that another, shall we say, barometer that can help us to hone in on and feel confident that and confirm the choice we've made for our life's purpose or... And again, I don't know if this is true too, the other way around, the choice that has been made for us, not by people, but by say the divine, this is your life's purpose. Here you are, here's your life, go get them, so to speak. <laughs> that it's lovely if you can go within and hear that message, get that message from that inner, that deep inner level, then you don't have to doubt it. But if you have a problem hearing, 
then you have to go through the steps of keeping posing the question. Pose the question, pose the question. Well, I want to, I'm, what my favorite is, is I want to embody joy, love, and peace. Mm. So the, the, those are beacons. The purpose is a beacon that you then can use for your goals, but it keeps you on track when you're flailing, when you don't know what to do. You can go back to that inner message and go, oh, yeah, I want to be happy. I want to give to my fellow humans and inanimate objects. I want to make the world a better place. You can, you can tap that knowing that you get either by contemplating and asking and asking and asking or getting that confirmation and getting that confirmation on mm -hmm. a deep inner level. I have found since my father's passing, not voices, of, not his voice per se, but more impressions. And that's kind of where my friend, who I call my still small voice, uh, I get that as well, although it's sometimes audible. And it's just nice to get those things. And the more we do that, and that's something that we can talk about as well uh, on this program as well, is doing it more and more. It sort of becomes second nature. You want it to, but at the same time, you don't because you want to stay conscious of connecting with the divine, if you will. Um, and I, I just I have found myself actually talking to myself out loud whenever I find myself. Oh, I don't know, maybe uh, slightly detoured or or distracted, if you will. And then these words come out of my mouth. And I have, I personally have concluded those are my father's words. He is speaking through me when I say those things to try to sort of, I don't know if I want to say bolster myself, but help to, to encourage myself to say, Hey, keep going. Don't worry. You're, you know, you've been through this kind of scenario a number of times. You may not know why, but nonetheless, and you're still here at the age of 63. You went through it in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, or your 50s. What's the big deal? You know, you know, what you're going through is not a death sentence. Okay. It's just maybe a bump in the road, you know, a little detour. Just keep going. Absolutely. And so, like that, that's a lovely attitude and interpretation of what happens during your life is what how do i want to view what's what's being presented by the universe in my 30s and my 40s and my 50s and, and so on how do i want to look at those what you know do i want to make lemons or lemonade out of it the, the trite but but it's really true yeah yeah we're talking with jude bijou uh and i've always loved that last name because it always reminds me though we didn't have one in my neighborhood, when we were growing up, it reminds me of a theater, the Bijou Theater. There was something about that. Uh, any relation to the person who was who named? <laughs> no, I, but I've been asked that question many times, and I went, "Oh, I wish that that chain <laughs> was mine." But no, that no, it's not. But I remember this cartoon called Nancy. I don't know if you remember that growing up, and. They, she and Sluggo, the boy, would go to the Bijou Theater and you'd see Bijou written on the outside of the theater. So I, a lot of people had that association. It's a, it's a lovely word. Yeah, it is. is. And Jude Bijou, of course, is our guest here on the program. Tell me your story. And we're going to give out that website again. It's attitudereconstruction.com, attitudereconstruction.com. Uh, and we're talking with her today about basically about the uh, whole aspect of uh, purpose and goals. And uh, I want to talk now a little bit uh, about this aspect of of goals and what that means in the context. By the way, just before we go any further here, just a reminder that uh, she has a book that is entitled the same 
It is Attitude Reconstruction, and I hope, you, hope you'll get a copy of it. By the way, is it available in Audible yet? Uh, no, it's not. But here locally in Santa Barbara, it's available at Chaucer's or through the web through my website. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's talk about, uh, you know, we kind of talked about the difference between per, our life's purpose and our goals. And even though, yes, light, one's life purpose can change over the course of time, because there's a certain element of, uh, shall we say, evolution going on mm -hmm. because we're growing and experiencing. Um, what what are goals and connected to one's life's purpose? Is there a particular way in which we should be maybe creating those goals so that they are in alignment? Or is this another one of those, just trust the universe, just follow the signs, so to speak, and it'll be all right? Yeah, no, I, I believe that we establish a purpose, the, the reason that we want that we're doing what we're doing through life. And then we manifest that in terms of our goals. It's what we're going to do on a day by day basis, like your father wanted. I'm sure it was a heart thing that he wanted to spread love and that he he wanted to impart his wisdoms and have a cohesive family and so on. I'm not sure, but that would be my guess of why somebody would want a large family. Yeah. But so we have to then when we get if, I'm, if my goal is to be happy, then it's like okay, there's all of these areas that that naturally occur in our life. We've got our health, that's going to change. But we need to have goals in terms of health, in terms of our career, financial, uh, family goals, relationship goals, spirituality goals, and community goals, mm -hmm. and also recreational goals. And we start real lofty. These are my lifetime goals in these different areas, health, career, prosperity, which is finance family, uh, spirituality, community, and so on. These are my lifetime goals, and they're broad. They're, they're the big goal, not one that you have to manifest right now, but the one that, oh, I want to own a house. That could be a goal that is maybe, well, yeah, I want to have, I want to uh, I want to be able to own my own house and maybe I want some acreage and whatever. And then you break that goal down to smaller and smaller pieces because mm -hmm. it's doable. So you start with your lifetime goals and then you go, okay, well, I know that my lifetime goals are to uh, be really healthy, to not, uh, you know, not lose my faculties to really keep in good my body, treat my body very well. Okay, those are the lifetime goals. Well, what do I want five years from now? What will, what, what's my goal of five years? Oh, I want to run marathons in five years from now. All right, that's a great goal for five years. But what am I gonna do about that toward that goal in one year? And then one month, and then this week, what am I going to do? So we've taken the lifetime goals, which are in line with our purpose, which manifest our purpose, and keep breaking it down till it's a doable um, activity on a day or on a weekly or monthly level hmm. so that we can reach those lifetime goals. And of course, uh, lifetime goals, that's one thing. But then, of course, we might have short-term goals as well um that should they because uh, again we're making the choice as to uh, what goals we're going to make uh, how important is it to um again we'll say consult the divine go within etc uh to make sure that it's um i think this is a good word to use congruent with our life's mm -hmm. purpose 
or yes. can we kind of go adrift a little bit and just go have some fun? I want to do this. I want to go to Disneyland. I don't really, but you know, um, I don't know as I've gotten older, not a real fan of big crowds, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you think? Yes, uh, absolutely. You can have, you can have goals that pop up, you know, if you get um, a health scare then that's going to reorient your goals. Okay, mm -hmm. I have to change my time frame. I now know that it's more important my work with my church or uh, my work in the family or whatever, that, that they're going to change as life presents itself. But we, uh, the, the key, again, is taking that goal and breaking it down so that we can accomplish it. So if we decide... Well, yeah, I, I, I do want to have enough money to take my family, my whole family to Disneyland. Great. What do I have to do if I want that goal in a, in a year? What do I have to do? How much do I have to save each month? And then you check it. You, so that's my goal. I want to save $100 each month. Okay, great. First of the month, you look and you see, have I taken that money out of my uh, expenses? and put them in a separate place so that I can accomplish my goal. And then it's like, you have to check in with yourself and see if you're on the path that you have set out for yourself. Hmm. And with all of these things, with finding your purpose or, or making a goals, and I have a worksheet, which is just a big graph, which starts with lifetime in all of the different areas, goes to five years, one year, one month, one week. But you can keep checking it. But if it's too hard to do on your own, then, then find a friend or a family member who wants to do, yeah, boy, that would be really a good thing. I don't feel like I do have a purpose. Let's start with that. And then you check in with that friend or that person on a regular basis. So you get together, all right, let's take a half an hour and write, try to write down our, what our goals are in those areas. Great. It's, it's helpful to have a teammate when you're starting to do, to do something new, like yeah. setting out your goals and Absolutely. then to have some accountability so that you uh, get to those goals you set. Well, one of the things that my parents said in the interview back in um, 2015, when I had them on this program uh, they basically, uh, two things. Number one is uh, that in spite of the fact that they were a couple, they still had their individual hopes and desires and dreams and that they supported each other. Mm -hmm. And my mother made the greatest statement of all. She says, I have his back and I know he has mine, especially in this context. And when you are talking, uh, Jude, uh, Jude Bijou of um, attitudereconstruction.com, when you're talking about sort of, putting together a team of people who will support you in what you're doing. Um, and maybe in some instances, uh, talk to us maybe a little bit about this, maybe even challenging you a little bit saying, well, yeah, but did you ever consider by the same token, you don't want someone to get into the, in your way, in the way of your dreams, of your goals, of uh, then you don't want them to squelch. I mean, there, there's a fine line there, I think, isn't there? Well, squelch, but also superimpose their own goals on mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Equally, equally bad, because that's the whole thing that we have to go back to. Does this goal that I'm setting, is it reasonable or is it because I should? If I want to lose weight, is it because I should or is it because I want to? And it's such a... Uh, fine, not so fine line, but when it comes from within, then your job is much easier. When mm. it, it's something, oh, well, I should do this, or my friend says that, then you can drift a lot uh, more frequently because it, it doesn't have that knowingness. It doesn't have that congruence that you talk about with my values. So it is... Uh, finding your own truth that what I want in terms of spirituality, not what society says. 
I would venture that in your experience in your life, you have uh, you've come up with, um, I mean, hundreds maybe of goals uh, to to get you where you are today. It wasn't just a single goal. It was a whole bunch of them. It's like uh, even choices. I've even commented on this, that all of the choices that I have made throughout my 63 years, including the ones as a child have brought me here with you right now, Jude, talking about uh, one's purpose and goals. Goals are kind of the same thing. They are choices. You know, we choose to have these goals. And do you know of any people such as yourself who sort of live by that principle of creating goals over, you know, uh, you know, and then of course you complete one and it's, does it not open the door for a new goal? And absolutely. so forth. Absolutely. In line with your lifetime goals. Mm. So it's a new goal. Now I've run the marathons and that, that doesn't feel good on my knees anymore or too much energy. I'm going to adjust what my goal is. I still want that goal of really good health. But now I, I, I thought that I wanted to be running marathons until I'm 63. But it turns out that at 50, I need to abandon that goal. And what now what am I going to get? Am I going to get into yoga? Am I going to get into walking? What am I going to do with a new goal? And then start by, well, what does that mean on the next month? Well, how am I going to manifest that goal? So let me ask you, in that light, in that light, is it self-defeatist? Is it a self-defeatist attitude when we say, "Well, I'm I'm 63 and it's unrealistic uh, of me to even consider, let's just say, running a marathon. I just I don't have the knees for it. I don't have the stamina for it. Um, as opposed as opposed to being self-defeating, it's along those same lines of uh, know your limitations." It's okay to say no. I, like like on a job, someone comes to you. Uh, I've heard this said many, many times when it comes to actors. Uh, when they then you go to an audition. So do you know how to ride a horse? Yeah, I do. And they don't. <laughs> but they're going to go learn. So I'm curious as the, to the difference here in the context of goal setting. Knowing one's limitations versus the self-defeating self-talk. And I would say with the self the defeating self-talk, we've forgotten what our, our purpose is. If my purpose is to become a well-known actor or actress, I need to go and fudge and say, oh, yeah, I know how to ride a horse, when we don't, because it's in line with our long-term goal, our prosperity and career goal. We want that. So we have to, you know, find ways to manifest that, but keeping that in our mind. I mm. want to be an actor, so therefore, I don't care. That's so I'll wait, wait tables because maybe I'm going to get the exposure I need. I'm going to just keep my goal in mind, my longer range goals, and keep the attitude of what's my purpose. Well, this is how I feel like I'm going to make my contribution to the world is through acting. Okay. So then my goal is to become a well-known actor. That's the lifetime goal. Break it down, break it down, break it down. So I'll go to that, that audition this morning, even though I have a headache and, and my hair doesn't look good and whatever, because I want that goal and it's in line with my purpose. So you basically you step out there. Uh, it's it's I'm going to use the phrase I used when my wife and I ended up moving to Santa Barbara. You come to a cliff because that's kind of what that is. I don't know how to ride a horse. You <laughs> jump and trust. And maybe you find someone that you might know who owns a horse who could teach you. And then when it does come to the on screen uh, and so forth. Now you do know how to ride a horse. So maybe you were lying at the audition, but you pulled it through by saying, no, I I'm going to do what it takes 
so that I can, again, fulfill that goal. Yeah. 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 I wanted to, to give an example because as you were talking, I realized that I had a, I had a goal that I, that I started goes way back to college days that I wanted to figure out human behavior because I was so confused and I knew that it should be in a book somewhere. There's all of the pieces should fit together and I didn't know how. And I couldn't find the book. So uh, that sent me on a quest, that lifetime goal, not my purpose, my goal was to create that, that book, put all the pieces together to have one system that works. And I, I spent 20 years writing and rewriting with a new editor and a new editor and a new editor. And I was dogged in that pursuit. And I accomplished my goal, but it was because I knew deep that deep down, I knew that, that there should be some order in human behavior. Mm. We're talking with Jude Bijou. Uh, the website, and a matter of fact, her book is entitled Attitude Reconstruction, and attitudereconstruction.com is the website we'll be linked to. I encourage you to go to her website, find out more about her. You have something, and I still have this. You sent this to me years ago when we first had you on the program, that uh, blueprint poster. Tell us a little bit about that. What what is What is on that? Well, that's how I started because that was the thing that quest to get how the how's everything interchanged and how's how does it all come together and i realized that emotions were really what's driving human behavior and i realized that there were six emotions sadness anger and fear and the opposites joy love and peace so that there's ways to go from sadness to joy from anger to love, mm -hmm. from fear to peace. And that's what I worked on. What are the attitudes? What are the thoughts? What are the tendencies when we're in sadness and we don't cry constructively? When I say constructively, we get down on ourselves and we feel unworthy. We will feel passive. We want others to tell us we're okay. And we make negative judgments. So when we have those attitudes, it's because we haven't handled the sadness. Because when we don't ha handle, handle the sadness enough, we get, our mind goes in those particular directions. Mm -hmm. that we, so when we're depressed, I know, oh, here's a person who needs to cry, but constructively, not cry about, oh, I'm so hopeless and nobody loves me. I need to cry about I'm whole and complete. I'm a good person. Whatever our, our thoughts are that are trashing and making the sadness perpetuate, we need to find the contradictions. So on this blueprint, we ha I have the six emotions. The top third of it is the, the sadness to joy and the, the four tendencies that go with sadness and how to switch them to joy. The four tendencies that, that come up when we don't handle our anger correctly and constructively and physically, and how we can turn those into love by finding new ways to think, finding new ways to act, finding new ways to communicate, and checking in with our intuition, living according to our intuition. And the bottom, Third, it has to do with fear and the tendencies where the mind goes when we aren't dealing with our emotional fear in a constructive way, where we get overwhelmed, we get into the future, we lose sight of the reality, and we attempt to control. So what this big graph shows is identify where you're stuck, where your bad attitudes are, and look on the other half of the, of the blueprint and find the ways to move out of there. So that's what I, I came up with first. And then I was at a party and this dear friend of mine said, you can't sell 
one page. You have to write a book. And that was, that started me on that journey to try to get all of that together because most books are dealing with one little sliver. Oh, maybe anxiety, which is a, a form of fear. But there, they, this is something that's all encompassing, all of the, the mental stuff we go, all of our actions, mm. all laid out on one piece of paper that you can use to get where you are where you want to go. com is the website. Jude Bijou is my guest. You're listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. All right, so now you have all that information uh, and um, you're now thinking about this because we kind of use some of the wording that you just spoke of, uh, especially when it comes to uh, uh, life and uh, the way that we're living. We're looking for those new ways of living because the old ways, they just don't work. All you have to do is look around you. It doesn't take much to look around and see it is not working for everybody. It's working for some, but that's not our, that's not my goal. My goal is to make it work for everybody. And I honestly do believe as the optimist that I am, that it can, um, do you find that, uh, and again, I, uh, this is a, a weird question to be asking, especially considering the fact that I know that there are people that are drawn to us for different reasons and so forth. But I have to wonder uh, people that you've run across who basically have, they've taken that victim mentality. It's somebody else's fault that I am where I'm at. I remember in 2016, 2015, 16, that was the common phrase. They, they went into specifics. But they're always saying the problems we have in this country are because of them and them and them and them and them. And I'm going, no, if you want to refer to them as problems, I say challenges. The challenges that we're facing are because of the choices we have made, not by uh, no more victimhood. We got to stop that. Is that a, is in your observation? Is that still very, very pervasive, or are you seeing it starting to wane because people are getting tired of it? Because it wears you out. It wears you out. But unfortunately, the, the, those are just baked in. As I said, with sadness, we go toward victimhood. Passive. What I say, passive, mm -hmm. where we don't speak up. We don't take the action we need to take. And I think that that comes from our history, for sure, how we grew up and the messages we got. And then what we, what we exposed ourselves to, where we changed some of those very core attitudes that we got. But they're, they're, I mean, because I'm a psychotherapist, I see individuals and couples mostly. And, you know, I hear awful stories about, you know, people's fathers, people's mother, you know, that they can't help but leave deep impressions on all of us. So every parent is programming their kids in some way. And uh, unfortunately, not a lot of parents have the know-how and the consciousness to go, wow, if I keep being critical of them, they're going to turn out to have issues. And so then they have to go and get repaired 10 years later, 20 years later. They, they know that they, they're, now they feel terrible about themselves. That's a real common one. We, we don't have our, we haven't learned our worth. We don't know that we're worthy. And it's because of all these messages that we got from our parents, from our siblings, from around our school friends, our our school, our church, gave us all of these messages. And we have to go, now, which ones don't really serve us? Which ones aren't taking me to be feeling good, feeling the way that I know deep down that I want to feel and that I'm capable of feeling? Mm. Well, I think that it's very important for each one of us to take that time as, as you know, we've said over and over again, uh, listening to that still small voice and quite honestly, taking the time to spend the time, if you will, with that still small voice and, you know, just see what, see what comes up. Um, 
I myself, and I know each one of us is going through our own stuff. Um, I am constantly asking the question, um, putting it out there and, and it's, it's, it's almost to the extent of badgering the universe. <laughs> I hope the universe doesn't mind, uh, saying when, when I, I, it would really be nice to, to get some relief in this particular situation or that one or the other, what have you. Uh, I know that again, I'm responsible. I take full responsibility for where I am right now. It's not my parents, uh, not my siblings. It's not the community in which I live. It's not the government. It's not uh, the all of this other stuff. I've chosen to hang on to certain beliefs that I'm still working on. I don't know if I want to say rewriting or letting go of. Uh, working uh, back in the late 80s for the Christian station took me five years to let go of the concept of uh, hell and the devil. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I believe that that is the lowest base nature of man, but not a literal being and a literal place. You want hell? Just keep doing what you're doing. You're in it, <laughs> you know, and if you want out, it's easy enough to get out. Just start changing your thinking. Surround yourself with people such yes. as Jude, who will support you in your efforts Okay, your choices to do what you're going to do, those are yours. But if you want to make the change, and that's what this program is all about, uh, change, making uh, choices and not taking choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. What are your dreams? Or in the context of our conversation, what are your goals? And, and you know, Richard, I want to interrupt you just a second because you said something so important. Well, it got me thinking something so important, and that is when you listen to that small, still voice within, if it's sending you negative messages, that's not your, your true self. That's the programming that you internalize from the outside world, that the messages that resonate are uplifting and positive. So that if you go, oh, the, my inner voice says that I'm just a piece of junk and that I'll never make anything of myself, that's not your, that's not your inner voice. That's your programming. And that's what needs to go. The word I use is rewired. You need to rewire my thinking. Yeah, and that's... Uh, there, and and I, with all of the programs that I've done out here, uh, the subject matter, I should say, uh, not so much the programs, but from from all of the people that i've spoken with um it's possible you can do it it takes commitment it takes willpower that's one of the subjects that uh and now this was in the context of a conversation about addiction and we all have them they're not necessarily all drug or alcohol related okay but sometimes there are certain i'll use the nice term habits that we have that are keeping us from moving forward in pursuing our goals and out and living out our life's purpose, at least whatever that is today. Um, let's talk a little bit about the beliefs, the, the, that, that aspect of the habits, the things that we've been doing uh, that for a while they served us. Matter of fact, it's one of the things that's often talked about, especially in the context of, I use the word philosophies that we get born in, born into religion, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we will take on certain of those beliefs, the doctrine and dogma, if you will, until it doesn't make any sense anymore, which is why it took me five years to work through that phase because it, I'm going, this doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's like I was given this brain to process information and hopefully think, I'd like to think, think critically, but at least think and, and so forth. And it just didn't serve me anymore. And I, I, so I let it go and I don't have to justify what I believe and what I know to anybody when it comes to my personal philosophy. I've always loved it. Yes. It's a personal relationship you have with God. Now let me stick my nose in it. <laughs> wait a minute so let's talk a little bit about kind of and again maybe this goes to again uh, uh the, the the aspect of um uh 
the aspect of um, uh, rewiring the brain, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah, it, it is. For me, the process is identifying the trash talk that you're telling yourself, your interpretations. I'm walking down the street and I'm judging people. Uh, you're too uh, uh, tall. You're dressed not in a way that I like. You're... Uh, you know, you're too heavy, you're too loud, all of these kind of judgments that don't serve us, they're born of unexpressed anger. And we'd start to identify, what are my thoughts? What, oh, I, I'm judgmental. Oh, okay. Well, what do I, what's the flip side of that? Because everything in the material world is in opposites. What's the flip side? Judgmental is acceptance, acceptance and appreciation. So if I'm walking down the street, a great exercise is to go, oh, that person really likes what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. That person put, put that on today. They like it. It's not my taste, but they like it. And I have to accept that we're all different. And for them, they like it. And so that we just systematically root out the judgments and stuff in and acceptance and appreciation. You've, you've heard the term when it comes to other human beings uh, that we need to, and this is the word that's used, we need to tolerate one another. I disagree. I think that's the wrong word because in the word tolerate, there's judgment. Mm -hmm. I am judging you for the way you are but I will put up with that, but continue to judge you. We'll use your word that you just used. Accept. That doesn't mean you necessarily agree with how they're living their life, what they're doing, but you're not judging them. Exactly. You accept them as a member of the human race, as a member of your community that plays a role. And maybe it's to teach you how not to be, how not to speak how not to think and so forth and so on. You know, those, those negative Nellies, the, and even the narcissist, although in one of my interviews uh, not long ago, I learned that there is still something we can learn even from the narcissists, because as my guest said, even though we may not like their methods in getting things done, they get things done. Uh, so shifting from tolerating to accepting. Your thoughts? Yeah. Accept, appreciate, um, res respect. Accept, uh, for me, acceptance is the key to uh, working with anger. I've mm -hmm. got to get, and this is one of these uh, lovely expressions that Albert Ellis, which was this old funny uh, uh, psychologist in the 50s, 60s, 70s maybe he said people and things are the way they are not the way i want them to be mm -hmm. and and that is just a lovely mantra for people who are working on their judgments rather than judging that's the way they are rather than i don't like that that's the way they are i yeah. have to tolerate no i have to accept it because yeah. That's the way it is. But it doesn't mean that I have to roll over and go, well, I have to do it their way. I accept. And then from an acceptance thing of that they see it one way and I see it another way, then we can act to go into dialogue with them, to, to do our own thing. But it's from a loving place not mm -hmm. from a judgmental, angry place, mm -hmm. because that's where the trouble comes. You can't talk with a person who really feels angry and judgmental. They don't want to listen if, if I'm reacting to their bad habit. So yeah. I have to accept that's the way they are. So what do I need to say to take care of myself? And it's not screw you. It's I don't agree. I don't agree. I see that you like that and it might be true for you, but I see it differently. Yeah. And it is, it's really um, not being passive after we accept. Yeah. 
you know, and and granted, especially if we have been uh, mired hip deep or higher in the <laughs> the the stuff that's going on that's being put out, um, it does take some time to to get unmired, if you will. Um, and it it it's it's like I went through a four step program of my own creation uh, back in uh, two thousand what was it 2017 because I had gotten sucked into the political thing in September of 2016. I really tried to just stay away, you know, and not get drawn in. And I allowed myself. So in 2017, I actually took that first step of saying, thank you teacher for teaching me how not to be. <laughs> then the next step uh, that I went to was uh, that I, uh, I forgive you, but more importantly, I forgive myself for allowing myself to be drawn into that quagmire. Then the third step was, um, what is it that has happened to you that has caused you to be this particular way? I'm not trying to get you to change. Don't get me wrong. I want to understand so that I can really let it go. Oh, that's why. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Okay. I don't have to think about it anymore. And the fourth one, and you wouldn't think that prior to step one, you would ever be able to say this, but if you go through those first three, the fourth step, which was really elucidated by one of my other guests was, and you had to say this with a sincere heart to this situation or person. I love you. You have every right to be here just like me. You are just playing out your role just like me. And I'm going to learn from you. Whether you learn from me or not, I am going to learn from you. Mm -hmm. Nice. And that makes, the, the. I'm not going to say that it's always easy even today, but it's easier than it was because my blood pressure is back to normal. <laughs> Yeah, it keeps you from going down the rabbit hole. Exactly, exactly. And and this applies, and again, granted it had to do with politics in that situation, but it, um, we're talking about any situation where uh, you're being dragged down, you're getting those messages, whether they're coming from within or without. Uh, you know, just saying, hey, um, thanks for teaching me. Um you have a right to be here and, and so forth. I, I'd like to understand why you are the way you are, but not, not to change you, to understand. And I love you for who you are and the contributions that you have made uh, to our society in the context of being a teacher. You know? That's, that's lovely. That's yeah. Lovely. Uh, like I said before, it's not easy. It's not always easy to keep that in the forefront of my mind, but at least I know it's there. And it's one of those things too, that I've said at the end of most programs, some years ago, I used to say this and somebody kind of said, you know, that sounds kind of mean. So I, I, I kind of dropped it, but I never meant it to be mean. And that is this at the end of any given program, even such as this to the listener, to the viewer, you've listened and heard all of what she, uh, uh, Jude Bijou and I have shared from our observations, from our experiences. And now you can't unhear it. Now you have to deal with it. All right. I say that with love. You, you're going to have to deal with it and understand that it's okay. Take your time. You don't have to deal with it right now, today, tomorrow, next week, next month. When you're ready, it's here. Go to, to attitudereconstruction.com where you can reconstruct your attitudes towards yourself and the rest of the world and uh the divine is there to help you right absolutely you can you can redo your rewire your the way you interpret yourself the way you view yourself the way you view other people and external things and the way you see time time is related to fear and when we're in fear we're in the future based on the past but that's where ma many of us hang out is in the future. What happens? Or we draw in the past. Well, this is what you said last week. Or I know this is what I grew up with. And that we're not in the present. And mm. that that's an area 
that we need to, to those three areas, ourself, the external world, people and things, and time. Those are really the big three lessons to be learned if we want to feel uh, like we got it. We, we got the world. We're not, we don't lose ourself in the world. We stay connected to our inner self. Yeah. And that's important not to lose ourselves. That's not what we're talking about. You know, um, we're talking about actually gaining yourself. Mm, nice. Yeah, you really are. We're talking about taking, if you will, taking back your power. Okay. Taking back that which you've always had. That's the other fascinating thing about this in terms of our personal power. No one has ever taken it from you. You chose to, I think this is quite accurate. You chose to give it away or to, to kind of relinquish it. Well, guess what? Always has been yours. Always will be yours. Mm -hmm. Grab it by the horn, so to speak, and run with it. Uh, Jude, uh, uh, this fascinating talking about uh, purpose and goals. Any uh, any other elements that we want to add to this before we wrap things up? No, just that you. Well, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> just that you that you set little goals on mm -hmm. a day or weekly basis or monthly, so that they're doable. So at the end of that period of time, because I say like evaluate once you make your goals and set out what you're going to do this month. Check in next month on the first of the month. Did I accomplish my goals? And if you did, great. Pat yourself on the back. Take a victory lap. And if you didn't, break it into smaller units and so that it's doable and in line with your longer range goals so that when you're 80 years old, 90 years old, whatever, you'll feel like you've lived a good life for you. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, though I I didn't get to be at my father's bedside at his passing, my mother and sisters were, I did get to speak to him the night before he left. And he was lucid and complimentary, told me mm -hmm. and my wife how proud he was with of us for what we had accomplished. We both said that we loved each other. I almost made a comment about dad, you know, you can go anytime, but I thought, no, 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 don't go there. Just leave that alone. He knows, he knows. And I'm so grateful for the fact that there was nothing left unsaid between us. Mm -hmm. And yet I know there are a lot of people, even with people who are alive here with them now, there's stuff that has not been said or resolutions that haven't been uh, come to. I was watching a piece on, uh, what was it, Ryan O'Neill and his daughter mm -hmm. and how in the latter years, maybe the, I don't know, maybe the last 10 or 15 years, they they had reconciled because I guess there was a rift. And so that when he passed, she was not as, uh, you know, it wasn't, I'm sure it was still emotional, but it, it wasn't like, oh, I wish we had reconciled and they had taken care of it and do it. You know, that to me is one of the goals, I think, that for all of us is, First of all, try not to create those, those <laughs> rifts by using some of the techniques you've talked about on the program today. And I really do appreciate that. Yes, I'm Richard that's... Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story. We're talking with uh, Jude Bijou, attitudereconstruction.com. And Jude, I want to thank you so much for this time that you've given us here on the program, for your returning again and again to this program to uh, share with our listeners your observations, your perspectives, and Attitude Reconstruction, which is your book. It's available through uh, your website or on Amazon. And uh, is that blueprint poster still available? Or is that sort of, uh, uh, as you kind of alluded to, it was sort of a part of your evolutionary process. And now you just get the, get the book and it's all contained in there. It's all contained in the book, but some people buy uh, uh, several of the blueprints and use them as kitchen uh, mats. I was thinking that. Yes. I was just thinking that. And they, you can sit around the table talking with your family. Where am I today? Oh, well, I think I'll try this instead. Yeah. 
Um, that's cool. That's cool. Thank yeah, you so and that's much, a, though. That's available on my website for sure. Right. Well, we encourage yeah. people to go there, attitudereconstruction.com. Um, I do have three final questions that I've changed over the course of not only mm -hmm. the months, but years that we've been doing this 15 and a half years. I can't, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, by the way, my calendar behind me is smoking because the days are just flying by. That'd be a subject for another program we might talk about. Uh, but before I ask those three final questions, let me thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m., and we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. Podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, mm. iHeart, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And I know I talk fast. I'm just trying to get it all in. If you'd like to support the work that we're doing, we would greatly appreciate that. We have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. Richard at richarddugan.com is the email you want to use when sending. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have helped and to those who will and that, uh, that who are going to. We thank you for that. And then spend some time in that quiet, peaceful, calm, still place and just listen. Just listen. Listen for the impressions. Listen for the ver words. Just listen for the quietness, if you will. We mm -hmm. hope that you'll take time to do that. Well, we uh, come to those uh, three final questions. And the first of those is to our very special guest. Who is Jude Bijou? Hmm. I am one of a billion people looking for joy, love, and peace and trying to embody that in my daily life. What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? Hmm. Seeing the sunrise and knowing that I am in good health and that I can do whatever is on my, in my calendar to do with a, a light heart and, and make a contribution. And finally, what was your best day? maybe yesterday <laughs> maybe today maybe every day well once again Jude uh, it's always a pleasure chatting with you on this program and uh, we look forward to having you back again and we'll tackle uh, another uh, maybe contrast and comparison this one of course purposes pur our purpose and goals and uh, we look forward to talking with you again soon. My pleasure. My pleasure. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol. Jeanette, I am still listening. Dad, continue to be happy because I am. To my friend Smokey, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> and to my dear friend Zorro, aho, aho. <laughs>